0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of neonatal conjunctivitis found under the pediatric section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A female neonate is born via spontaneous vaginal delivery to a G1 P0 mother who did not undergo any prenatal care. Her past medical history is notable for drug use. Her pregnancy did not have any complications. After birth, the mother refuses to let the hospital staff administer erythromycin ointment. Two days later, the neonate is noted to have significant eyelid edema and purulent discharge. A scraping of the fluid on gram stain is noted to have intracellular diplococci, consistent with a diagnosis of gonococcal conjunctivitis. The neonate is given the appropriate medication for treatment. Let's continue with an introduction to neonatal conjunctivitis. As a general overview, remember that neonatal conjunctivitis is also known as ophthalmia neonatorum and is characterized as aseptic versus septic. Aseptic conjunctivitis refers to irritant or chemical conjunctivitis, whereas septic conjunctivitis may refer to chlamydial conjunctivitis, gonococcal conjunctivitis secondary to Neisseria gonorrhea, or HSV conjunctivitis. With regards to epidemiology, Remember that the incidence of septic neonatal conjunctivitis is about 1-2% to of births, and that chlamydial conjunctivitis is the most common cause of septic conjunctivitis. And in terms of the pathogenesis, septic conjunctivitis is often obtained as the neonate passes through the birth canal. Now let's discuss the different types of neonatal conjunctivitis in more detail. Let's begin with an introduction to aseptic conjunctivitis. Remember that silver nitrate was used to prevent gonococcal conjunctivitis and is a common cause of irritant conjunctivitis. Now, this is less common due to the use of erythromycin ointment or tetracycline ointment in place of silver nitrate. Patients presenting with aseptic conjunctivitis may have the onset in the first few days of life with mild tearing and conjunctival injection. More severe cases may include lid edema, chemosis, and exudates. Studies that may be performed include gram stain, which may demonstrate neutrophils, and treatment is largely supportive care as this typically self-resolves. Now let's discuss gonococcal conjunctivitis. As an introduction, remember that standard prophylaxis given immediately after birth includes topical erythromycin, tetracycline, silver nitrate, or povidone iodine, and patients presenting with gonococcal conjunctivitis will typically present two to seven days after birth, or up to 21 days if erythromycin prophylaxis is given. They may present with severe bilateral purulent conjunctivitis and marked lid edema and chemosis. Studies that may be performed include a gram stain, which may demonstrate neutrophils with gram-negative intracellular diplococci with gonococcal conjunctivitis. One can also perform PCR. Treatment includes topical erythromycin or intramuscular ceftriaxone. Complications of gonococcal conjunctivitis include peripheral corneal ulceration and corneal perforation. Now let's discuss chlamydial conjunctivitis. Patients will typically present after 5 to 14 days after birth. They will range from mild hyperemia to severe eyelid swelling, pseudomembrane formation, and have watery discharge. And this may be unilateral or bilateral. Studies that may be performed include gram stain, which will demonstrate neutrophils, lymphocytes, and plasma cells. One can also perform a GMZ stain, which may demonstrate basophilic intracytoplasmic inclusions, and one can also perform PCR. Treatment is with oral erythromycin for 14 days. Remember that systemic treatment is needed given the risk of pneumonia, and complications may include pneumonia. Now let's discuss herpetic conjunctivitis. Patients may present in the first two weeks after birth with periocular vesicles, As well as lid edema and moderate conjunctival injection. Studies that may be performed include a gram stain, which may demonstrate multinucleated giant cells with herpetic conjunctivitis. One can also perform a GMZ stain, which may demonstrate eosinophilic intracytoplasmic inclusions with herpetic conjunctivitis. And one can also perform PCR. Treatment for this is systemic acyclovir for 14 to 21 days. Or one can also give topical 1% trifluridine drops or 3% vidarabine ointment. Complications related to herpetic conjunctivitis include corneal scarring and ulceration. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to neonatal conjunctivitis, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. An infant is born via spontaneous vaginal delivery to a G1P0 mother without any complications. The pregnancy was notable only for limited prenatal care. Maternal streptococcus agalactiae serology was unknown at the time of delivery. The mother's past medical history is notable only for cocaine and IV drug use. However, the patient denies any illicit substances for over a year. During delivery, there was a prolonged second stage of labor complicated by uterine acne, which was managed with bimanual massage, IV fluids, and oxytocin in a rural hospital in Alabama. On day four of life, the newborn presents with a severe bilateral mucopurulent discharge from her eyes. She is crying and inconsolable. Blood pressure is 65 over 40, and pulse is 118 beats per minute. Which of the following is the best next step in management for this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Apply topical erythromycin eye ointment. Choice 2. Apply topical silver sulfadiazine. Choice 3. Administer oral erythromycin. Choice 4. Administer intramuscular ceftriaxone. Or Choice 5. Administer penicillin. The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Administer intramuscular ceftriaxone. This newborn is presenting with mucopurulent discharge from the eye within 5 days of birth consistent with ophthalmia neonatorum caused by gonococcal conjunctivitis. The treatment of choice is intramuscular ceftriaxone to cover N-gonorrhea. Newborns that present within 5 days of birth with a mucopurulent discharge from the eye should be considered to have bacterial conjunctivitis caused by Neisseria gonorrhea, also known as ophthalmia neonatorum. Typically, erythromycin drops are given to newborns to prevent gonococcal conjunctivitis. However, the history in this case suggests that this routine prophylaxis did not occur. In contrast, conjunctivitis from chlamydia trachomatis tends to occur days to weeks later and is less purulent in nature than gonococcal conjunctivitis. This mother's limited prenatal care predisposes her to having untreated sexually transmitted infections that could affect her newborn especially when the mode of delivery is vaginal. The best treatment for gonococcal conjunctivitis is intramuscular ceftriaxone and irrigation of the eye. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Topical erythromycin is the appropriate prophylaxis for conjunctivitis, but is insufficient treatment alone for an active infection with gonococcal conjunctivitis. It is routine practice in the U.S. to apply topical erythromycin to the eyes of newborns. Choice two. Topical silver sulfadiazine is another prophylactic medication used for conjunctivitis in newborns. However, it is less frequently used due to chemical irritation leading to chemical conjunctivitis. Choice three. Oral erythromycin is the appropriate treatment for acute conjunctivitis caused by chlamydia, which would present 5 days to weeks later with a less severe presentation. Choice 5. Penicillin would be the appropriate treatment if syphilis were the diagnosis. Syphilis presents with a maculopapular or vesicular peripheral rash, anemia, thrombocytopenia, hepatosplenomegaly, and the snuffles, which is a discharge from the nose that is highly infectious and laden with spirochetes. Finally, a bullet summary. Gonococcal conjunctivitis presents within five days of life with severe mucopurulent discharge from the eye, and the treatment is intramuscular ceftriaxone. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 13-day-old male is brought in by his mother for eye redness and ocular discharge. Additionally, the mother reports that the patient has developed a cough and nasal discharge. Pregnancy and delivery were uncomplicated, but during the third trimester, the mother had limited prenatal care. Immediately after delivery, the baby was given silver nitrate drops and vitamin K. Upon visual examination of the eyes, mucoid ocular discharge and eyelid swelling are noted. A fluorescein test is negative. On lung exam, scattered crackles are appreciated a chest radiograph is performed that shows hyperinflation with bilateral infiltrates. Which of the following is the best pharmacotherapy for the patient's underlying condition? And the answer choices are choice one, artificial tears, choice two, intravenous ceftriaxone, choice three, topical erythromycin, choice four, oral erythromycin, or choice five, intravenous acyclovir. The best answer to this question is choice four, oral erythromycin. This patient is presenting with mucoid ocular discharge around two weeks post-birth, suggesting the diagnosis of neonatal chlamydial conjunctivitis. The appropriate treatment includes oral erythromycin. Neonatal chlamydial conjunctivitis is caused by chlamydia trachomatis. It presents in newborns that are 5 to 14 days old. Symptoms include watery or mucoid discharge and eyelid swelling. The conjunctiva may be especially irritated. Diagnosis can be established by direct antibody testing, or PCR. Treatment for chlamydial conjunctivitis includes both topical and oral erythromycin, as there is likely dissemination of the infection. The most common complication of chlamydial conjunctivitis is pneumonia. Of note, all neonates with gonococcal conjunctivitis should also be treated for chlamydia. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, artificial tears can be used in chemical conjunctivitis. The most common cause of neonatal chemical conjunctivitis is post-delivery silver nitrate drops. It usually presents within the first 24 hours following birth or exposure with mild conjunctival injection and tearing, and it will spontaneously resolve within two to four days. Choice two, Intravenous ceftriaxone is used to treat gonococcal conjunctivitis. Gonococcal conjunctivitis usually presents in newborns zero to five days old with more purulent discharge. Choice three, topical erythromycin would be used to treat chlamydial conjunctivitis in conjunction with oral erythromycin. However, it is insufficient on its own. Oral erythromycin is the best answer choice for this patient as the disease has likely disseminated. Topical erythromycin can also be used as prophylaxis for gonococcal conjunctivitis. Choice 5. Intravenous acyclovir is used to treat conjunctivitis caused by herpes simplex virus. The newborn would present between 1 to 2 weeks post-birth with lid edema, conjunctival injection, and non-purulent serosanguinous discharge. Corneal involvement with microdendrites or ulcers may be seen with fluorescein stain. Finally, a bullet summary. Neonatal Chlamydial Conjunctivitis is treated with topical and oral erythromycin. That's all for this review about neonatal conjunctivitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com.